Hello, friends, and welcome to the Point of Hope Bible Study Podcast. My name is Steve, and this broadcast is brought to you by the Point of Hope Apostolic Church in Indianapolis, Indiana, where brighter days begin. Leading our study today is the senior pastor at Point of Hope, Mr. Stephen Gossage. Pastor, welcome. What can you teach us today? Thank you. Hello, everybody. Uh, We are in Lesson 2 in our series, Heroes in Whom We Can Believe. Again, this is a series that originated out of the Pentecostal Publishing House in St. Louis, Missouri. And we have taken that, and we have taken its themes, but we have adjusted it to our messaging and what fits for our needs. And so this is Lesson 2, and it's about Abraham and Sarah, who were parents of promise. And the whole concept of this Bible study, Steve, is that these people that we are talking about in each lesson has a particular characteristic or something that they have done that you and I can use in a practical way and assimilate into our walk with God, and that um, it will help us as we walk with God. Sure. So Abraham and Sarah were parents of promise. And so Hebrews 11 and 8 says, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should have to receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whither he went. So our focus thought tonight is that Abraham and Sarah, they believed in God, and the ensuing promise happening Uh, was Isaac, and he was the promised heir. And so with this kind of faith that Hebrews 11 and 8 characterizes in both of these people, that faith that just blindly follows and believes God and trusts God needs to be enabled in us as as the uh, followers and disciples of Christ. And that will help us to bring forth spiritual children, and it helps to foster the spiritual promise that each one of us has. Sure. So in our lesson, um, we had learned about them being the parents of promise and that there was a principle overall, the overarching principle of promise, what it is, mm-hmm. how that it applied to them. We talked about grace through faith. We talked about the principle and practice. In our lesson uh, in our church Uh, We talked about the purpose of waiting on God and why it was important because you can't just do things, especially in a way to where it's almost crazy. You can't rush the promise and you you can't do things to try to make the promise happen that are outside of the... The carefully orchestrated plan of the sovereign God. Yes, and so uh, that's exactly right. So we have to be we have to be sensitive to when the timing, the proper timing is. Boy, that's hard. It sure is. <laughs> it doesn't usually sync with my timing, that's for sure. No, not at all. And so the <laughs> scriptural count of God's dealing with Abraham and Sarah is one of the most powerful and revealing records of God's great love and plan for mankind because it was out of Abraham and Sarah that God created the whole nation of Israel, Mm -hmm. and it becomes a parallel or a type of the church today. So in God's call of Abraham, he made explicit promises to him and to his descendants, and it all started with Genesis 1 and 21, where he says, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred 
and then just go, and I'll show you, and I'll bring you to a place, and of course I'm paraphrasing, whose builder and maker is God, is me, mm-hmm. and I'll show you something that you've never seen before, and uh, that becomes the, the onus for the Abrahamic covenant. Now, I'm, I'm curious, and, and I don't know if there's an answer for this, but there's, you could probably give me a rough idea, sure. because I'm, I'm curious on the timeline of where, uh, if we can relate it from the flood. I mean, how far? How far are we? Are we? Are we hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of years? Are we just a few generations? Is it somewhere? Well, that's a great question. Um, we could maybe discern a little bit on what the timing was, but we can never really actually have a factual. Sure. It is this, you know, empirical data on that, but we know that it was several generations. Okay. So okay? there's been some time. There has been okay. some time that has passed. Yeah. And so when he began to call Abraham and Sarah, actually, in this at this time they were called Abram and Sarai, mm-hmm. and that they had a different name on top of that. And we'll get into that hopefully here in a few minutes. Uh, but as God was bringing them out of the Ur of the Chaldees, which was where they originated from, which is around modern-day southern Iraq. They were coming out, and he was leading them towards what we know is uh, modern-day Israel, what we know it is today. And so while he was bringing him out, he was making promises to bless him. And again, as I said, it was the onus of the Abrahamic covenant. And so he started with Abraham. Abram and Sarai, how that he was going to, he asked them to separate from everybody else, from all of his kindred, from all of his brethren, and then head to a place that I'm building. And and what we can take from that as, as Christians today is that trust and faith in God is almost at a premium anymore because we 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 look at God and we we want that word again, empirical data on what we're going to do. Okay, God, I'm glad that you're going to take me down this pathway, but can you give me a big searchlight down this pathway and so I know where I'm, and a map <laughs> yeah. where I'm going? That's not how God operates because he wants us to depend on him. And most times he doesn't even give us a big flashlight. He'll give us a big pin light and he says, don't worry about the path, worry about the next step. Yeah, because I've got you. That's exactly yeah. right. So this principle of promise was endemic of Abram and Sarai at this point. And the practical application of this, number one, in that it was a type of the plan of salvation. He brings us out, the Bible says, out of darkness Mm -hmm. into a marvelous light. And so he was bringing Abram and Sarai out of a place that was kind of dead end. It wasn't going to go anywhere. It wasn't for them. It wasn't for them. But there was something else. I'm bringing you into something greater, Abram and Sarai, something that is going to be greater than than your mind can comprehend. And that's a practical application of salvation. And we can take from that that, number one, God's Word is true. Well, we have a hard time with that now. Sure. Because I think, going back to what you said earlier, we don't do well with uh, let's say front-loaded trust, like trust on credit. Right. right. Good. So that man, I really admire a lot of these characters who were obedient and responded because we're in an age where, again, if I can't see it and feel it and touch it, then everybody's got a question, and oh, it's got to be an amazing feeling. And, and you know, it's probably the voice of God that really changes a lot. That, like you, you mentioned in Noah, that it, maybe the tenor, like 
just shakes you and, and absolutely there's, there's no question absolutely and you can see that's that's the human condition with regards to how it battles with faith yeah. we want the contract out and so that we can look at it because we're just bred in our culture today and that's there's nothing wrong with that but when it comes to God and what he's trying to do, he doesn't want to do the average and the mundane. He wants to take us into the next level, the supernatural, as it were. Sure. And so it takes a an extra set of faith or the next level of faith to follow after that and to receive that. Mm-hmm. So the number one practical application, we said God's word is true. The second thing mm-hmm. is that the promises are not immediately available. A person must faithfully wait on their fulfillment. That's strong, isn't it? That, and it's so it hard. It goes just along with what you just it, said. It is, it is. Let's say, okay, so we like to, as parents, we like to say to our children uh, or somebody in authority, we'd say to that subordinate or that child, for instance, we say, hey, listen, if you if you do your homework, then you'll get an allowance at the end of the week. There is a, if you do this, then I will do this. Mm-hmm. And um, we think we do this, and it immediately comes. But that's not how God operates. Sometimes he says, I want you to do it. And then when you're doing it, as you're doing it, let me explain a little bit. So in other <laughs> words, it's his timing and not our timing. Yep. Yeah, and I could get into a lo- I could get into a rabbit trail on that, but maybe that's for another time that sure. we can explore. The third part of this is that our response to receive the promised blessing and benefit is always, again, along the lines of timing, is basically ours and not God's. And when God doesn't fit in the little box of our timing, we begin to question God, and it begins to become an attack on faith. However. With regards to Abram and Sarai, in this case, they never looked at God. They never took out the measuring stick of God with regards to timing and when it was going to happen. They simply took the next step. That's something that we need to get a hold of. And they were tested. I mean, Abraham, Sure, I could not imagine enduring the test, especially with uh, taking my son up the mountain and... I mean that is faith. Well, His that faith was the, is, that was the ultimate test. Yeah, I often wonder. I mean, I I, I just don't know. I mean, I'm so weak <laughs> when when it comes to my children. But uh, there's Certainly. a lot to admire with them. Certainly, yes. So Abram and Sarai, and that's kind of the culmination of his, of the the testing of his faith. But all through the walk, let's not get it twisted here. They had a a crisis several times of faith. Uh, number one, I'll just tell you the, the quick part of it. When they were to leave the Ur of the Chaldees, they took a man, which was Abram's father. His name was Terah, T-E-R-A-H. His name means delay. <laughs> now, I want to bring something that I mentioned into our church sure. uh, study for those that are listening on the podcast. Tira means delay. So he brought Tira, and of course he brought Lot. Mm-hmm. Lot was his nephew, sure. which he was raising as a son. And so when God called him out, or them out of the earth of the Chaldees, because he took Tira and Lot with him, not one time in Scripture does God speak again while Tira, who meant delay, mm-hmm. was alive. 
And in fact, read the scriptures. I don't have time to really get into it. When Terah finally died, God began to illustrate again the covenant, which, which tells us that there are just some things when God calls us out, all right, out of, of the lifestyle that we may be living, and it's not good for us. It's sinful, or it's, it's something that's just not helping us. When God's calling us out, out of darkness into a marvelous light, we're not meant to bring some things with us. God can't help. See, we haven't really left that former life when we bring Tira along. And so when Tira dies, when the delay dies that we bring along, excuses, our past mistakes that can't, we can't get rid of, all of those things are Tira. Mm. And so... Um, it was God never spoke. He said, "Listen, you didn't do it my way." I wonder how many things happened, and they were like, "Geez, come on!" Was it? I thought we were supposed to be getting the promise here. I wonder why this isn't happening. All of that. Why'd you just speak, yes. and all of a sudden, I haven't heard from you. I haven't heard from you. Well, it's because you brought your own delays with you. Yeah. Hello. Hello. So there was the crisis of of faith right there. Then later on, we know the story. Without getting into the minutia of the story, we know that. Um, um, Sarai was not having any children. And, of course, they she began to bring other people in. She Well, they tried to rush the they promise. They tried to rush the promise, what you said. In fact, they tried to take the promise, and they tried to push it through, uh, uh, pardon me, but a fleshly womb. Yeah. And that wasn't what God said. God said, when I give a promise, you'll know it's from me. And so we know the story, how that... Uh, she brought Hagar involved with it. And Hagar, who was an Egyptian woman, wasn't wasn't supposed to be. And she had uh, a son. And of course, while he was being born, we know, Hagar began to despise... Jealousy. Right? Absolutely. And look at her and say, well, I'm the one having kids. Remember, mm-hmm. in biblical times, when a woman couldn't have a child, they were... Unfortunately, they were looked as good for nothing. Sure. So Hagar was looking at her and going, hmm. So uh, this that was a problem. And so here Abram was wanting to raise the son, and he wasn't the, the heir of the promise. Um, I'd love to get into his story as well. Again, another sure. rabbit trail. We can't do that. Because, again, they, they do get some of the promise. They, right? they do. Yeah, and that's uh, that's a whole other that is, really interesting one that we're going to say for another sure time. It sure is. Yeah, we can say for another yeah. time. And then, of course, um, what uh, Lot later on became, uh, Lot became a problem. Lot became to where he grew up as well, and he never heard God directly, but he heard from his uncle, Abram, on what was going to happen, and because there was a, a uh, an issue with his herdsmen, herdsmen and Abram's herdsmen, Abram said, hey, listen, we've got too big. God's blessed us too much. You go this way, and if you go this way, I'll go this way. Pick if you a, go pick this way, and... I'll go this way. Yeah. And the Bible says that Lot saw the well-watered uh, plains of Shinar, which was where Sodom and Gomorrah was, established cities. And so he went, and Abram was in a fine place, and they grew, and we revisit Lot here in a few minutes, uh, but there was a story that that I want to bring to our attention and to our listeners that um, I, I, I want to say Genesis 16, Genesis 18, thereabouts, 
that there was a, a theophany, which means God appearance, and it was God and two angels, and they came, and the Bible says during the heat of the day, you know, sometimes I think we're in the heat of the day right now in our culture right now. There's a lot of heat happening. Sure. And in in Middle Eastern uh, uh, cultures, they rest during that time because that's when the, the sun is highest in its yes. zenith. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. Yeah. And so what they what he did, what Abram saw this theophany, he went out and he entertained. In other words, he said, come to my house. He washed their feet, cooked them uh, dinner, as it were. And the two angels began, which became two angels, I should say, left to punish Sodom and Gomorrah. And here Abram heard this theophany, which was a God appearance, mm-hmm. and began to reiterate while Abram was in his hundreds and Sarai was in her 90s. She had passed the whole point of, oh, yeah. of childbearing. Both of them, really. Sure. And God said, here's what's going to happen. About this time next year, you're going to have a son. His name is Isaac. Or rather, he didn't tell us Isaac. He said, you're going to have a son. Sure. And Sarah laughed. Abram may have doubted. And then he told them right then, and this is what I wanted to say that I mentioned the other day, just a little bit ago. He said he gave them a name change, Mm -hmm. Abraham and Sarah. And those have meanings into where it completely changes who they are. And I think that's a theme throughout the Bible. In fact, in our lessons, they talk about even... Even with uh, Jacob and and uh, Matthew, all these different ones, Peter, that they were once this when they were doing the bad way, the bad things, <laughs> yeah. and then when they began to do good things, God gave them a different name. So I I know I need to hurry here, but so here it is: these people that that represented and obeyed the call and trusted in the call and their great test of faith overall. Here it is: these two people, even after. Logic says, you know, it's not going to happen. It right. happened another way, which is what we do to ourselves. We try to go ahead and, and box in uh, the promise a certain way, right? Well, maybe that wasn't. I misread that and whatever. No, God, when he says it, he means it. And so they claimed the promises, and they they believed it. And, of course, we know the story because I don't tell bad stories, and, and God is faithful. <laughs> yeah. Here it is. She had a son. They named Isaac. And you referenced this whole story uh, with regards to taking him up there. Now, I want to just say this before I close with with what I have here. The Bible says that that, uh, Isaac saw that his father, Abraham, after he told him that they were going to go up into the mountains and sacrifice, the Bible says when they were doing that, even Isaac referenced, hey, I see the fire. I see the wood. I see all of these things that are that are identifying of a sacrifice. But where's the sacrifice? And I love what Abraham said at this point. He said God would provide Himself a sacrifice. We know the story how that He took him up, He tied him up, pulled back the steely knife to stab into Isaac, and the angel stopped him. Whoa. Stopped him. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he began to, that whole promise began to, I I just could imagine, it just fleshed out. God would provide himself a sacrifice. Now, he saw a ram in a thicket. They took the ram and they sacrificed that. And so there's two meanings there, that God provided his own sacrifice in the Mm -hmm. ram. 
But it could also be that he was foretelling the yes. coming Messiah, that he would provide not somebody else, not a son, but himself as sacrifice, which we know was Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, again, I, I could go on and on, obviously, and these are this is why, can I just say this, whenever you can, you need to come to church. You need to listen to your pastor. In this case, um, if you don't have a church, you can come to Point of Hope. We'd love to have you. 5150 Shelbyville Road, Indianapolis, 46237. If you come, you'll get more. But this is just the finishing touch, The actually the, the, uh, the cake spread, as it were. <laughs> um, but there's a lot there. And the aspect of faith, it caused Abraham and Sarah to be identified as the heroes, they were in the heroes chapter in Hebrews because of faith. And we have to apply our faith today. So I'm just telling you, if God's given you a promise, you don't have to vacillate. You don't have to give in. You don't have to change it to fit you, even though it doesn't come in your time frame. And I know that's tough. Trust me, I know. But if we'll just trust God and just trust in the process of the next step, rather than the process of the journey. Yeah. Just believe in God. I, God doesn't ask me. He doesn't ask me to worry about believing God and trusting God next week. He just says today. And then when tomorrow comes, tomorrow comes. And so there is no more greater principle in God's Word, more important, more foundational, than this principle of promise and receiving it through the obedience of faith. And again, I have more to say, but I think I'm going to kind of close on that. The same principle of promise, every one of us has been something put into us to where God is calling us out of the Ur of the Chal our own Ur of the Chaldees, yep. and he's calling us to a place. He's got a covenant relationship waiting on us if we'll be just willing to follow it. But, Pastor, I don't understand everything. Well, join the crowd. Hey, let's make a club. <laughs> I don't yeah. understand everything either. But I have found overall, once I trust this Heavenly Father, then I know when He answers those little things, I can continue to trust Him. Much like when my daughter trusts me on little things, whenever she needs a little helping, she knows who's to call. Dad, help! Yep. So I hope this is a blessing to you. Yes. Um, our goal in all of this is that we would embrace what God is calling you to do. Don't ignore that. Don't don't relegate that to to somebody else, their words. Relegate it to something that God is actually calling us out of. And it starts with believing and application of faith in our walk with God. Yeah. I wish we would, as a people, more focus on that. What we're being saved from rather than what he can just give us. Oh, that's a great point. You know? Absolutely. We don't we don't we don't remember what God has brought us out of. No. We only think about the forwardness. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, that's all we have time for uh, for this study today. So I pray this was a blessing for you and that you join us as we continue to study God's word. Please follow us on our various platforms so you won't miss an episode of this exciting series. Goodbye. Thank you for listening.